Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Average Jays podcast, where we help you remember the things that you might have forgot this past week. Now, just as a quick caveat, uh, we know that last week we did not uh, record. Um, Jay was feeling a little under the weather, but this week we are back in full effect. Now, a second caveat that I would like to make is um, somewhat of a little bit of a, I guess, a trigger warning for our first topic. Our first topic, we will be discussing the Nashville shooting that happened. You know, if you don't feel comfortable with it, please skip forward. We will include in the uh, in the bio the time to to jump back in after the the story has been covered. I know this is a this is a a heavy topic for most, so you know don't don't feel weird if if this is something that you you can't hear or talk about right now. We totally get it. Everyone is is mourning over this tragedy, but we felt that it would be necessary to at least touch on it. We we couldn't in in good conscience not talk about it. So for our first topic, like I said, we're going to be kicking it off with the Nashville shooting, unfortunately, at a Covenant Christian Academy, I believe, uh, elementary yeah. in Nashville. And as mentioned, a shooter came in and unfortunately killed six people. Now, this was a 28-year-old assailant. They pushed their way into the school. They shot through the doors. Uh, Again, this was at Covenant Presbyterian Church, and this was the Covenant School, so their uh, elementary school attached to the church. Yes. This assailant uh, shot through the doors, made their way through the school, and shot and killed six people, three teachers, and three students. Now, this is a very real issue. Unfortunately, yet again, this is something we've covered a couple of times in the past. This is something that has to deal with mental health access to mental health and gun control. Now, I'm with a lot of people, you know, online, both, you know, influential and not so influential, where the consensus is, what else needs to happen? How many more times does something like this need to happen in order for laws to change? You know, the right to bear arms is totally fine. The right to legally purchase three AR-15s is mind-blowing. This assailant, 28 years old, purchased three firearms legally while, here's the kicker, they were also being treated for mental instability. So, or I think, I'm sorry, the correct term I think is emotional um, instability. So they were being treated. This was a transgender individual that was originally a woman, transitioned to, to a man, was using male pronouns. And this individual, unfortunately, was had a history of bullying being bullied, I should say, a history of traumatic events, 
Um, they had lost a romantic partner in 2017, I believe, and uh, had a rough time in school as well as in uh, college. So, you know, while these events and these, I guess, like circumstances, they do seem comparable to other events that have happened uh, in recent times. We can at least say that the response this time around was quicker, more organized. The um, the police officers that were on the scene were doing as much as they could to get through the school and to find and stop the the shooter. But uh, it was, let's call it what it is, it was too late. It was too late for six people. And, you know, this is, it's just, uh, it's really sad to continue to see these things. Like, this person had an emotional disorder. They were being treated for it. They were seeing a medical professional for this issue. But yet they're allowed to have three guns. Three guns which had been purchased legally? How is that possible? To me, that's like that that isn't making any type of sense. Like how could how could that person have that? They had a military style semi-automatic rifle, a handgun, and a nine millimeter carbine, which was a weapon with a rifle length barrel and a folding stock so that it can be more easily carried or concealed. Like we're talking about weaponry that is unnecessary for self-protection or anything else that you could possibly think of. Like this is outside of armed forces. There's no need for this caliber of weaponry. Like, yeah, it's just unnecessary. It's, it's incredibly disheartening. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be in, in neighborhoods in general it shouldn't be in where citizens uh you know are you know carry around like the malls schools that school is supposed to be the safest place nowadays that's not the thing um i'm sure that's something that again when i was younger that's not something i heard of as often like school shootings yeah um maybe that was always a thing i just i was never privy to that type of information because i was never listening to the news yeah but the idea growing up when i was a kid where when we were kids, school is supposed to be the safest place. One of my oldest memories when it comes to, and it sucks to say, when it comes to school shootings was uh, Virginia Tech. That was like, probably like my earliest memories no. of school shootings. And it's, it sucks that that's still in my brain because that, that's all that they said. They kept saying the Virginia Tech incident, the, the shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's like these shootings have a title. They're, now, when, when you hear about these schools, it's like there's a scar. And in, in, when the, when yeah. these things happen, and it's very unfortunate. I don't want to say that there's there's something things definitely a hundred percent. There's something can be definitely be done so we can stop having this because this doesn't happen anywhere else. We're the only country that this happens to. If it does happen somewhere else, it's like once every blue moon. Yeah, right. Or not blue moon, but once it's super rare. Yeah. 
I'm sure there are people out there that say, yeah, just take away the guns. I don't, I don't want to be the one to say that, but what I do believe that people will say is like, I can imagine if you say take away the guns, there's going to be the people half, maybe more than half and be like, no, but we need the guns for yeah. what? Why do you need the guns? Like, there's no discussion. There's no, why do you need the guns? Yes, I understand for defense, but you don't need what you were saying. This arm, this, you're not fighting an army. You shouldn't need those type of weaponry. Theft is a thing. There's, there's mugging is, uh, you know, mugging is a thing. Home invasion is a thing, but it should not be out in the streets. You know, in broad there's daylight. no reason for it to be in the daytime. There's no reason for that. Yeah. And this is not, not just for school shootings, but for even gang violence that like that, that shouldn't be out there, but it is accessible, which is crazy. Yeah. I don't want to linger on it too long. I think mm-hmm. the government definitely needs to like whip, 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 whip up into shape and just get this stuff done. Like arguing back and forth. I don't care what side you're on. <laughs> arguing back and forth on what needs to happen is just so dumb because um and we talked about this off the air that that lady that survived or not survived but was in some way part of a school shooting moved yeah. because of a school shooting and yeah. she's in another place same thing is happening and yeah. if i get scared sometimes because like not saying that i was in a school shooting um or, or a shooting area uh in an area of where a shooting was happening, but mm-hmm. in the store I worked in, work at, uh, there was like an incident. I can imagine that's very scary. Like that, there's a scar in, in our 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 store. Yeah. So I can imagine for those people that that's such a higher like trauma, a school shooting or a mass shooting, no matter what it is. Forget school shooting, just a mass shooting in general that just encompasses. That is such a large trauma, and you just keep doing that over and over again. It's getting to a point where it's very numbing. Like when there, when there's the police, the police killing black uh, people of color. Like it's just getting to a point where this country is failing the people of America. Yeah. And it's just like, how long? When does it get to a point where you just like, when does it flick on? And there are a lot of bad people or selfish people in the government, but it's like, come on, do your job. Yeah, like this is, and that's all I ask. It's not saying take away guns. I'm not saying that. Just do your job. Yeah, this is like a universal truth of like losing children is wrong. It's never right. You can never explain it away. The death of innocent children is is terrible, you know? And like you said, school is supposed to be somewhere where we shouldn't have to worry about these things, where children should be safe. You know, but we're losing, you know, not only children, but teachers as well, educators, adults, you know, people in general. The loss of human life is always a sad thing. And mm-hmm. to lose the life of, you know, the most innocent among us, children that are new to this world, that don't have anything in them, like that don't have anything bad in them, that they're still forming into actual human beings like to lose something like that is a massive scar like you like you were saying it's a massive scar on humanity why are we allowing these things to happen because at this point you know us as a nation you know our elected officials are allowing this to happen 
exactly. You know, there's no you, there's no way to decipher the data any other way. There's yeah. point the, blank the facts period. Are there. That's the thing. It's just they're there. Yeah. Like And then we recently found out, and like most people found out, that just this year it's over a hundred mass shootings yeah. in the country. Yep. So it's like the data's there. It's not this is not hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah, there's these are cold hard facts that we are very, very, very behind on putting humans first. Because this is just it's sad. It is incredibly sad. And above all else, it's unnecessary. That's what yeah. it is. It's unnecessary. The people in power, you know, it's the general population's duty as well. We need to push for it. This is what elections are for. This is what contacting your state officials are for. Like protesting the correct way, peaceful protesting. These are our civic duties to bring awareness to these issues, to push it to the forefront where they can no longer ignore it and keep their heads in the sand, right? This is, you know, my entire, I guess, scholastic career, I did one active shooter drill, and I believe it was in seventh grade. I did one. These kids now, they're doing one like one a month. It's the yeah, same as a fire drill. That's normal. It's, yeah, it's normal. Like we should only be doing fire drills. You know, we, that's the only thing we should be focused on. But like that's just the norm now for them. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if fire drills were even behind that now. Like they're barely doing fire drills. That's more. That shouldn't be the case. It shouldn't, and it's it's too easy for these things to continue to happen. And this, the assailant, they had some very real emotional trauma. And it, it's shown that this person had a record, a paper trail of emotional trauma. There was also some stuff that was posted to social media beforehand. Weren't there like written diaries as well? As well? Yeah, there was, there was a couple of different things. And the things I'm trying to highlight are like the non-personal stuff that wasn't hidden. Right. Th this person actively went out there and was like, hey, this is going to happen. And nothing was done. Nothing was done. So not only was it publicly said that, you know, like th this person has some some real trauma and they need mental assistance, you know, mental health assistance. Like it, that was not enough. Like clearly this person had years of trauma that built up into what happened. You know, um, they said that they news outlets are saying that the assailant targeted the school and not individuals. She was a former yeah. student of the school um, yeah. and whatever trauma had happened to her is linked to that school. And this is why What's upsetting is that she um, went, she went there. He it's he, right? It was she going to, it was she transiting oh, it, yeah, to a man, he right? Not, yeah, at the, so, at the end, he was using uh, male pronouns. He's around our age. He's 28. Yeah. a scary thing. Yeah. So it's like... Well, he was. That's the other thing. Um, officers did catch up to the assailant and 
um, fatally shot the assailant um, after being like after confronting him. Yeah, so that's, that's very. It's the other thing, right? Like, loss of life is always sad. This person com- committed terrible, terrible crimes. But what should be looked at is how did this happen? Why did it happen? And what caused this person to get to that point? Yeah, you know, go back. Yeah, go like Let's see because it could have it could have been prevented. Yes. So we're we're gonna we're gonna move off of this topic, but when we post this video up, we're gonna look for a a charity affiliated with the victims of uh of the shooting, and we'll we'll throw it up so that people can go and show their support if they can. Um, if you, if you cannot monetarily, uh, you know, support, give money, then, you know, please don't stay silent on it. Re- like retweet, repost, whatever you can do just to get it in front of yeah. other eyes. You know, I don't, I don't care if you don't, you know, even reshare our, our show, our podcast, but retweet the, the charity that we found. It will be a reputable one. So retweet that and make sure that. The, these people are at least you know that this issue is being shown and it's not going away there's like yeah. like Jay had mentioned there's over a hundred that have already happened over a hundred mass shootings already and we're not even out of the third month of the year so each one of these things are so important it's not just this one so please do what you can to support Thoughts and prayers are fantastic. I will be keeping these people in my prayers. But if you could also share this story, share the plight, you know, if you can. Again, it doesn't have to be monetarily. If you can't do it, that's totally fine. But talk about it. Don't let these things die. Yeah. Okay. So that'll that's we're gonna pack that topic away and we're gonna start to move off into some some news we're going to start off with some world news first and then get into like movies tvs and games like we would typically do so first thing up on the docket is kind of a sad one honestly uh yeah it's a little sad yeah lance reddick star of the wire john wick um destiny he's been in a lot horizon zero dawn he, I found out that he did a bunch of characters that I didn't even know he did. So, like, he was in Rick and Morty. He was uh, yep. Ghost Train, right? Yep. In Rick and Morty. Um, he's done so freaking much. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's he been was, like in he was supposed to be swim. He was supposed to be Zeus in Percy Jackson, the new uh, series coming to Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, my my thing about that is like, he died of like natural causes. Yes. Was, like I guess age. Yeah, but it's not like he was old. Yeah, he was sixty-one. I think sixty. Sixty. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like he died of natural causes. I, it was not like something he, he was not battling thing. I, I just don't know what it what it, it could have been. But my what sads saddens me is that uh, he is a character. I mean, an actor that could have had his own movie. Um. I'm sure he could have. He probably just enjoyed acting. Yeah. Um, someone like, 
Digimon Hansu, another one. He's always a side character, but he's he does have a lot of gravitas. He's like definitely gonna hold his own movie. I mean, you can you can wager that um, Blood Diamond is the main character. Yeah, but it all eyes are on Leonardo. You know this for a fact. So that's like I mean, like it needs to be his movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I wish Lance. I would have loved to see him in something that was his own. But then again, it's not something that I'm not trying to like shame him on like not doing better. He mm-hmm. may either he wasn't getting these roles or he just prefer he just liked acting. He just liked doing he was and he was good on his in his craft. Yeah. Everything I've seen him in, never I've heard bad things about Resident Evil, but again, it might not be his performance. But everything I've seen him in has just been great. And you know he was always prayers a- out to his he was always like a great actor too like he always worked at his roles um i feel like the things he was cast in he i think we we even had this conversation you know in a different capacity with um Mm. was it angela bassett right saying how they always had this certain level of authenticity with their characters you know he he was one that i think falls into that category whether it was in the wire or he did a bunch of video game voices like in, he was even in cartoons like no matter what role he had he gave 110 percent, and it always came across yeah. as super cool i mean i love him in yeah. john wick he has that voice that really commands respect um in a lot of his yeah. projects so yeah it's 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 kind of scary you know it's when you think about it he's 60 and it was just natural causes i haven't seen anything where they've confirmed exactly what it was but um Mm -hmm. everything's just saying natural causes you know march 17th it was just it was uh his time and um you know it's it's sad but we uh we can enjoy the projects that he's left behind the characters he's imprinted on us um even like in in destiny 2 gamers like in different lobbies and stuff around the world were paying respect to his character and they were all lined up for like a almost like a, a funeral procession almost but it was really like um yeah. in the military when they line up to give honors to a um to like a, a person like the officer yeah. or whatever so it was it was really nice to see stuff like that um you know celebrating the characters So, done with these heavy topics. Now we're gonna get into some lighter stuff for a, a second, I guess, because there's another kind of heavy one later on. But for now, we're gonna do a. Or should we just flip it so we can just like kind of ease our way? You want to just get it over with now? Yeah, might as well. We might as well. Okay, so last heavy topic. This is super loaded. And, you know, I, I've tried to compile as much information as I can because this is ongoing. There's a lot of different sides to this. There's a lot of information and misinformation that's going around. So truly, this is just evolving as it as we go. So take what we're saying with a grain of salt. I'm not saying any of this is 100% true. This is all just research. And, you know, we're going to try and give both sides to to the story from what I can. So... As most of the Marvel fans know, Jonathan Majors, he's been in the headlines the last couple of days in not such a great way. 
So apparently he was arrested on March 25th, right? That's what it looks yeah, like. I think that was Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday, March 25th. He was arrested in New York on strangulation, assault, and harassment charges. So as far as the story goes, he was with his girlfriend and they were in a cab together she apparently sources say that it was you know he received like a text from a woman it looked like he was cheating and apparently she went to grab the phone and then he smacked her and then he started to assault her so that was what was said that was you know what the charges were for another thing is apparently um there's a lot of misinformation that's that's being spread about this um apparently this this was like it w- it's been said that some of these things were fabricated um his representation majors uh representation released a statement saying that Jonathan Majors is completely innocent and is provable the is provable the victim of an art and altercation with the woman he knows so he was actually, they're saying that he was the victim. We are quickly gathering yeah. and presenting evidence to the district attorney with the expectation that all charges will be dropped immediate, imminently. This evidence includes video footage from the vehicle where this episode took place, witness testimony from the driver and others who saw, who both saw and heard the episode, and most importantly, two written statements from the woman recanting these allegations. So these are things that actually kind of, that got added uh, yesterday. I believe this is updates from March 27th. Um, All the evidence proves that Mr. Majors is entirely innocent and did not assault her whatsoever. Unfortunately, this innocent came this incident came about because this woman was having an emotional crisis for which she was taken to a hospital yesterday, which is also true. She was taken to a hospital on the 26th for emotional uh, stuff. Uh, the NYPD is required to make an arrest in these situations, and this is the only reason Mr. Majors was arrested. We expect these charges to be dropped soon. So, with that, um, you know, we're still waiting on the final word on a lot of these things. Um, that statement, like I said before, was from his defense attorney. It is their job to make sure that their client is taken care of legally um the it's their job yes yeah, the allegations were dropped she did provide those statements we're just waiting for it to play out in the legal sense um i'm sure they'll settle out of court but um those those were provided um the other thing that throws a major wrench into this is there's there's been a lot of statements a lot of chatter from old coworkers old college classmates attesting to the fact that Jonathan Majors is very violent. I've seen people call him a sociopath, extremely violent. Like, why hasn't this been reported before? There's been other episodes. So, um, and I believe it was from at his time at Yale. So there was, there is a lot floating around. Now the thing that's, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt is because 
was it just people coming out of the woodworks to just kind of throw salt in the wound? We've seen this happen mm-hmm. many times before. It will never stop. He's all on his height of, of stardom right now. Exactly. He, did, he had two back back movies. So it's like, let's just bring him down. Um, not to cut you off, but this, you know, it's called, I hate, I hate calling this, but black Twitter was just bugging out mm-hmm. both sides. They were like, Oh God, no, Oh, black Jesus. No, no, not, not him yeah. or some crazy stuff. But some people kind of, they want to see him fail. Yeah. Like, you know, he's someone that I've, I've looked up to seeing like doing his thing. Um, not looked up to like in the past and I still look up to him. I hope he's fine. But if, and I'm not trying to take sides, but if these things are true, you know, this goes into the side is like, we shouldn't be saying women are liars at this point too. Yes. Maybe she, at this one individual could have lied or not. I'm not trying to say that, but as a person that likes Jonathan Majors, I don't know this, this, his, this girlfriend, mm-hmm. I know Jonathan Majors, I like him. I don't want to say anything bad happens. Yeah. But um, when it comes to these other people, they just, they're just playing around right now, just trolling the internet. So now there's the, that misinformation going about. Um, because it's like, where were you when he was doing other stuff? Like he was still doing big things. Like even in Loki, uh, yeah, in Loki, like yeah. you could have said stuff then. Like, so I mean, you could uh, you can even say like back when he did the Five Bloods, like that was a breakout role, and I he think got that, attention. That was my first time, yeah, because I've seen my first time seeing him was uh, the last black, the fi- last black man in San Francisco. That's the first time I saw him. Yeah. And then the five bloods is that breakout role. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him in there, I was like, oh, it, it didn't seem that big to me, in yeah. my opinion. Um, it just, but yeah, anything else after that, like he was already, he was yeah. skyrocketing. So it, I think people were just seeing at his height and they just want to tear him down. Yeah, exactly what you said. I think a lot of it, is, the timing is suspicious on a lot of this, right? Like if this is true, then where's, where is all the evidence from prior? Like, you know, it's it sucks because I like him as well. I think he's a fantastic actor. And I hope he didn't do these things. It's not to say he didn't because we don't know. Like, we truly don't. We need to see statements. Yeah. We need to see what's going on. And we need to see if he's proven innocent. You know, um, it's always innocent until proven guilty. So that's how we got to look at it. Uh, so hopefully his reputation stands up and he's the good guy we hope he is and um you know this is just due to some sort of emotional breakdown like like what was being said um if not then i mean hey he he needs to pay for yeah. what he did you he know there's to, yeah you gotta own up to it um yep. there was we'll you gotta pay for the consequences that's how it has to be yep both sides yeah and you know it's it just sucks you know this is like i said in the beginning this is a evolving story nothing concrete like to be told just yet other than the things that will be happening and you know we just have to watch it carefully hopefully he is innocent and this is not a thing um but yeah it came at a very inopportune time which is just you know it's it's a little fishy right it it causes you to to stop and look around because the statements that are being you know thrown out there are crazy and at the same time you know he had things like one of the big things that is now canceled because of this was his army ad so which is very messed up i feel like they're so quick to that like 
because I don't want to say the army is a little thing, but like if Disney did it, like I would have been like, wow, that's so fast. Cause like it, you know, when, for example, when, uh, James Gunn had old tweets yeah. about stuff he used to, I'm assuming trolled. It's not like he believed these things. Yeah. Um, took a while, but they brought him back into the fold to finally finish Guardians. So if Disney were to be like, nah, that's it. Cut him out. That's messed up. But Army was just so, like, I just saw that trailer, uh, trailer the, that commercial, like, not too long ago. And it's just, they just cut it. It was your poster boy. He was your your man's man. Your your the, your masculine man of America. Yeah. Um. And just to cut it off because of these allegations, so you don't want to say that the army is like you now. The army is just hiring any toxic masculine person. Like, yeah. Stick it's, with the guy for a bit. It's a it's a bad look. You know. You know? It's it, that's what it is. It is a bad look. And again, I'm not the PR rep. I I I don't work for these people. I don't make people's commercials. But I think it just. It shows where your loyalties are. Like you couldn't just stand with the guy for a little bit. And it, that's just my opinion. And it sucks because like working in marketing, right? Like not that I handle campaigns, anything like that, but I, I kind of get the, the, um, you get it. I guess the thought processes behind it. Um, I would have pulled him too. Oh no. And that's totally understandable. And it's like, I just, it just, especially for, it, it is, especially for something like this. Like you got to look at it. Army is a branch of the government, right? It's a federal thing, and it's like the armed forces themselves. You know, they're it's hard to get people to go in those nowadays. Um, you know, American loyalty is not at an all time high, but um, you know, you, you can't afford another thing to bring your reputation down. It's just it is what That's it is. True. So it's like That's true. whereas Disney, Disney can yeah. hold out. For like a couple months, because they're a kabillion jillion, you know, never ending money machine. Like the yeah. army, like if they get bad press, that's it. It's a it's a march on Capitol Hill. Like, you know what it is. I I agree. I just I just feel like it's a little dumb because, and it's a personal opinion again. Yeah. It's 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 already been shown. And, we all know he was in. That. And, and that's the weird thing too. Like it's already out there. I'm gonna pull him. Like it's out there, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not going away from YouTube. So yeah. it's it's weird, and I get that piece too. And um, so that's probably where my head is at. Yeah, there was um something like this happened, similar to this happened when we were in high school or college. I think it was high school. It was a Paralympic athlete had a um, unfortunately, uh, shot his wife, um. And he had, he was a runner. He had both, he, both his legs were either amputated or, you know, he was born without, but he was a runner. He had these like, um, you know, it's like bouncy prosthetics. Yeah. Those, like those. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was, he was hitting like this height of his notoriety before, well, of his popularity before it became no- notoriety. And I believe it was Nike. They had to pull an entire campaign before it launched. Because the slogan was because he was a track star, I am the the bullet in the gun in the barrel. So you know, okay. like with the starting pistol when they so that makes sense. It was it's not like it was out exactly like, to me. That makes total sense. And choice of words is very on the nose, but it's not like Nike knew about. Yeah, this like thing. no no one knew that but, that was going to happen. Yeah, but like 
Yeah, that's my thing. If if let's say we never saw that campaign and yeah. there was like, oh, there was a campaign, I was like, oh, okay, makes sense. You pulled that. Yeah. But it's already out there. So that's why I say, like, why didn't you just hang on and see what what's going on? And I do get it from as a from from that standpoint, yeah. yes, as a marketing, I probably would have made the same thing because I don't want that to, you know, scrutinize the the, the government, which they're already scrutinized anyway. But um, watch them just break through my windows like, ah! <laughs> video feed comes out. It's just the J's now. Like, everything changes. It's just average J. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we just got to wait and see. Yeah, uh, People are going to troll, which is natural. Um, but to just break someone down just because you're, you're like, nah, I never liked him, so now I'm going to break him down. That's just petty at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like you said, we're going to hope hope and pray that he's not a bad guy and that this was just a huge, you know, misunderstanding. Everyone's going to get treatments that they need and the attention that they deserve. Um, so, hopefully this all works out for all parties involved. Now, moving into something else that I just realized it's kind of heavy. <laughs> but... Disney is planning to lay off. Yeah, I thought that's what you were going with before. So I was like, I was like, oh, because you, it's fine. Just let's go. <laughs> let's 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 bulldoze through this because after this, this is truly the last heavy topic, and then we are going to. It's all fun and games from from after this. So Disney is planning to lay off seven thousand employees in an effort to cut back five point five billion dollars in cost so apparently um bob Iger has informed disney employees that they'll start these layoffs this week um to do, 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 do in an email sent to disney employees Iger stated it is part of a strategic alignment for the company as disney works to create a more effective coordinated and streamlined approach to the business this week, we begin notifying employees whose positions are impacted by the company's workforce reductions. Leaders will be communicating the news directly to their groups of impact employees over the next four days. A second larger round of notifications will happen in April with several thousand more staff reductions. We expect to commence the final run round of notifications before the beginning of the summer to reach out 7,000 job target. So. How much did Avatar make? I'm just curious because I'm like they could just pull their money. So it is, like, yeah, um, I believe, <laughs> the third highest grossing film of all time. Uh, so they could just pull their money from there. You know? Take take James Cameron could take a cut. Rough. This is rough. You know. Um, yeah. Because it is a strategic move and not a reactionary move. We can assume that these employees will be taken care of. They'll be handled correctly. They'll be giving severance. You know, things with their benefits won't lapse immediately. This is the implication. We don't know for sure until this stuff happens, but this is the implication. This was a strategic move to help the company regain some money. Um, this does happen after, you know, what was it? Disney Plus uh, saw its first quarterly subscriber loss. So, you know, Disney Plus was riding high for a while. Now it's starting to see some loss. Um, much more cut. They were also announced that restructuring of the company under the three main pillars. 
Disney Entertainment, ESPN, and Disney Parks. So all of this restructuring is going to, you know, there's going to be some growing pains. This is a massive one. Uh, this is also something that is probably related to the massive COVID hirings. Like all these other companies yeah. that we've mentioned here um, in weeks past, we've seen these layoffs coming from Google, Facebook, any big company. You know, these were hirings that were made to help plug the holes uh, during the COVID pandemic in the in the beginning stages. And now seeing how things have plateaued, um, now companies are going like, all right, we can go back to how it was or something similar or restructure, whatever jargon they want to say. But it looks like this is yeah. the same kind of deal that is coming about for Disney. So that was just more of a matter of fact. Now let's get on to something I thought was pretty interesting. Let's, let's, yeah, let's jettison this because I'm I'm curious about this too. I just learned about this an hour ago. So Pepsi Cola, good old American Pepsi. They have announced that they will be redoing their logo for the first time in 15 years. So everyone remembers like so it's it's, it's so new. It's funny because since 1987 so from 1987 to 2023 the Pepsi logo has had one two three four revisions. So it's weird to see these things kind of laid out. So the first logo 1898 lasted until 1904. Second one was from 1905 to 1949. That's the longest running one. And that's kind of like that Pepsi Cola script logo. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at an image right now of all of them from the beginning. So that Pepsi Cola script logo that's like the oldie one like that people could be uh like that could remember sometimes it comes out on vintage stuff. Um yeah. That's the the one that you know was the like the first one was called Brad's Drink. Brad's drink. No way for real. Like in this list, it goes back to 1893. Oh, so that was like the very first like formula or whatever. First, yeah, that's it was so the random. first one is Brad's drink, and then it's Pepsi Cola all the way through. Huh. So that that's crazy. I had no idea. So then the so we I did Pepsi Cola until 1949. Then they shortened it to Pepsi in 1950. That lasted to yep. uh 86. Then in 87, we got kind of like that, um, like it's not minimalistic, but it's like a color block version. And I remember seeing this when I was younger um, on Pepsi. This is like, you know, it had the, the red and the blue on either side yeah. and then Pepsi with the red and blue on top. And then we hit yeah. the roaring 90s. So 1998, where we got the like, 3d pepsi ball logo with the word pepsi yeah, above I it that. and we have like all those and like crazy crystals and stuff associated with it then 2008 we get this really cool uh slick kind of like airline logo for pepsi where it's yeah. the ball it's tilted and now the white piece instead of being that uniform like, uh kind of curve in the middle it now kind of has this like elongated dip upwards but now in 2023 just how 
you know, things are cyclical. The new Pepsi logo has kind of gone back to almost exactly what it looked like in 97. Yeah. It's it's that circle with red and blue on t- the top and the bottom, and then the word Pepsi. Now that I'm looking at these logos uh, together, it actually looks closer to the typeface that was in the 1950 to the 86 Pepsi logo when it was a bottle cap and then Pepsi across. So it looks like the typeface for Pepsi combined with the middle section of the 1987 to 97 Pepsi logo, which is uh, that ball with uh, the red and blue yeah. on the top and the bottom. It's pretty cool. I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, it's going to be rebranded. I just got to see it. In, in, it just has to show up in my my field of vision when I'm in grocery stores and other bodegas and stuff. Yeah. And I just need to, like, it needs to wash my brain out of because I really like the last two because they were still consistent. Yeah. Um, but then it's dope that we're we've been alive for that long to see these changes. Um, but I can imagine someone that's a hundred years old and be like, I've seen all of them. It's crazy because we've had our generation, right? Um mm-hmm. we've had one, two, three, four. Four Pepsi logos. Yeah. Our parents have only had five. So our parents yeah. have only had one extra Pepsi logo. Yeah. Um, it's, well, you know what's crazy? And the one before that, it's recognizable because we've seen it in a lot of things. Yeah. Classic stuff, movies. So we know that. Whenever too. they have so like vintage t-shirts or whatever. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's fun to see it. I'm a big fan of it. Everyone go look it up. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be taking the world by storm. I believe when is it it's supposed it's coming out this year it's for 2023 I don't know exactly when it's gonna hit the store shelves but it is happening this year um it's funny just just because we we just lost uh Sierra Mist was rebranded to starry yeah butthole or whatever it's called um (laughs) and it's a whole new it's a whole new soda it's a new formula yeah and uh and a new branding which is pretty crazy i'm wondering why they're rebranding i was like what were they putting it in just to like they're like yeah we got to stop putting the the drugs in there <laughs> so from what i remember it was like to focus more on like the lemon lime flavor aspect i don't i don't know who so okayed this like, but, gotta... yeah so now we're going to jump into some really fun stuff. I promise. I promise, guys. Yeah, let's, let's super let's fun hit stuff. It. Let's hit it. We're just we're going to go right in TVs and movies. First thing up last week on Jimmy on Jimmy Fallon. Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell end up on Jimmy Fallon's couches. And what do they do? They announce Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Two. So they dropped a hot bomb on everyone there. They formally announced Good Burger 2. It's been hinted at for the last year or two. There's been little things. Kel will like be like, oh, you know, working on it. I can't. I hope we get to do it. Keenan, what's going on? So... It was officially announced last week. It is happening. The script is being worked on. It, Keenan and Kel will be returning to play Dexter 
And oh my god! And you would know this more than I do. Oh my so god! Like, uh, I blinked. It's like it's oh something with god. an M. I have to. I have I to. Right I have now. to figure it out. Okay, Jay, you 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 go fact check that. But it is finally in the works, and uh, obviously in uh, partnership with Nickelodeon. Ed, it's Ed. It is officially in the works with Nickelodeon Entertainment. It will be coming out soon. Well, that's dope. I'm I'm excited for that. Like I wasn't not saying I wasn't a big fan of it, but just growing up, well, you you knew what good burger good burger was. Um, Hell yeah! Stoked to see it. It's not going to be like an Oscar thing, but you know, it's good to see. It's just that nostalgia. Like that's the type of nostalgia thing that you would want to see. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? I don't need, I don't need reboots of what's I am legend. Like we don't need to see like that's a reboot. I would not a reboot. That's a nostalgic bomb. I would like to feel good. Burger. And, um, and the funny thing is with good burger, it's good burger too. It's a numbered sequel. It's, there's no reboot. Um, it, they could honestly just make it the same movie again, because yeah. the whole point of better, better with more money behind it. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> the whole point of Good Burger was literally it was a burger place, like a mom and pop burger place that was struggling because of the new Mondo Burger that moved in across the street, which was basically like McDonald's. Um and, you know, it was driving them out of business. They were going to close up shop. They were going bankrupt. And then, you know, they find out Mondo Burger's not doing cool stuff. Get them shut down. And then Good Burger, you know, happily ever after it stays open. It could just be happening again. It's a whole, it's been 20 something years, you know. Yeah, Amazon now delivers your burgers straight to you. Um yeah. It could be, you know, 25 years oh, later. Yeah, like Uber, and, like Uber Eats yeah. or something like that. Something it could like just that. literally yeah. be like, they are not surviving. You know, ma- they can make it real and be like, after somehow pa- they survived this long. Yeah, a- somehow they survived this long. After the pandemic, they're really not surviving. Like, they could, they could really, like, play into so it. With the pandemic, that's funny. So, I, oh, I can't wait. I think it will be an Oscar contender. I'm going to say it now. Um, I'm going to go with it's going to be a nominee for cinematography. Psych. Writing. I think it'll just be a nominee for just comeback. Writing, <laughs> cinematography, directing, and I'm sure That's- Kel will finally get his nomination for Best Supporting Actor. That's such a big leap of faith <laughs> there. But you know, I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping for this movie is that it it uh, gives uh, Kel more stuff. Yeah. Because he has, he's, I know, like, I, I don't know much about it. I just know, like, while Keenan was riding high for the longest, mm-hmm. he's been just he disappeared. Um, and then here and there, make little appearances and things. Or, But now he's just, like, getting that limelight again. And it's, like, one of those things with we mentioned with um, Ewan and Frazier. When it's just like they were back, you know, they were they disappeared and they're doing a comeback. Yeah, um, I would hope the same for him as well. Yeah, like he just has his own comeback. Yeah, from what I remember, um, you know, Kel after Keenan and Kel and all that and and everything. Once that kind of dried up for him, he had a couple of appearances in different movies, and it didn't really go anywhere for him. And I believe he got into some like financial trouble. 
um, like spending his money. Him and Keenan had a falling out for a while. Um, Keenan continued his track of of comedy. He did some pretty bad films, but you know, kind of paid his dues going upwards. Then landed a spot on SNL and has been there ever since. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's now seen as an SNL great, which is insane to think yeah. of. Um, and he has he has shows too on yeah. They was on NBC. On NBC, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of those two. I forget. So he's he's worked very hard for where he's at, and then you know, ever since him and Kel have um obviously uh kind of mended fences. They helped with the all that re- uh, revival. Um, Keenan has been an executive producer on a couple different Nickelodeon projects. Uh, I think Kel has too. I'm not sure. Um, and now, you know, they're finally in a good place, uh, together and individually where now they're coming together to pen their kind of dream sequel. So I'm happy to see that. Um, I'm happy that they're both doing good and that, you know, stuff is happening. I loved good burger as a kid. I loved all that. I loved Keenan and Kel. We used to talk about it a lot too. Yeah. So I'm sure like, when it drops, I'm definitely going to go see it. I'm going to buy merch for Good Burger. Like, I know I annoyed the crap out of my parents saying, welcome to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. How, <laughs> how can I take your order? Like, I'd be tight too. <laughs> I, I used to do that all the time. So it's uh, it's great to see, you know, as an adult, that they're going to take another stab at it. Um, Next one up in terms of new movie news is Elemental. So Disney and Pixar's next film, Elemental, has released their official trailer. Uh, this came out either late yesterday or early this morning. I think it was yesterday because when I watched it, when you told me about it mm-hmm. today, it said like hours ago. So it has to have been yesterday to today. Okay. So yeah, so within the last 24 hours, Elemental's official trailer has come out. Uh, we had a teaser a couple months ago. And now we get a full, this was like a two and a half minute guy. Yeah. Two and a half minute trailer. I enjoyed it. It has that Pixar charm. Um, it's a very much boy meets girl story. Uh, looks like there's a little bit of family drama slash hesitation. It's one of the, it's kind of one of those things like in a is in a sense i'm assuming they're going to be lovers in the sense they're star-crossed lovers yeah. in a sense because one is literally fire and the other is water i call it the children's book ver- i mean children's version of um the song of ice and fire uh, <laughs> um, yeah i think it'll be a pretty <laughs> pretty watered um, down children's version <laughs> no pun intended but but um yeah i mean yeah, it it looks fun uh the water uh i guess animation reminds me of moana because moana was like yes the, the when it comes to animation in in the siege and cgi in computer animation mm-hmm. is was like the peak so i mm-hmm. guess they're that same technology because moana is not pixar that was disney, disney animation right yes so i'm assuming if they may borrow but the thing is with pixar they perfect their stuff so yeah. It's usually they perfect it, and then Disney borrows what they perfected, kind yep. of a thing. But it's still Disney. I mean, um, it looks the water looks ridiculous. Like it looks crazy. 
to like the one scene where so the the woman is a fire yes. and then the the guy is water. So it seems like there it's one of those things where the the woman brings the the you know the girl brings the the boy to meet her dad mm-hmm. and then the dad shows he's like eat these and it's like spicy food yeah. which is mad funny. So when he eats, I love that design of how like he eats it and it's very you can see he's visibly like sweating. Well, well, it's like steam sweating that's coming out of here. Yeah, yeah. And it's steam that like, comes out, and I was like, oh, it's just a bubble, so he's fine. But it yells at <laughs> the dad because it's that hot. It was it was cute. I like it. You know, I think I'm like behind on like two or three Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get. I think one of them was the uh, Italian one. I'm forgetting the name. Oh, of it. Uh, that was great, Luca. Luca was so good. Yeah. So it, the, I don't. I'm not saying I'm not watching it because of. I heard it was lackluster or yeah. just meh or mid, whatever it be. Uh, but because of that, I'm not like fiending to go see it. Yeah. Um, also, for the listeners, you know, when it comes to us, we have full time jobs, so it's like mm-hmm. I would love to make enough money so I don't have to work, yeah. and I couldn't finally watch movies. Um, the only one I still haven't seen yeah, is I, Raya. I think Raya is the only one I haven't I haven't seen. Raya's Pixar. I forget that, and that's how you know it's been a while. Like I, I didn't see I Raya either. Thought it was. It might not be. It might just be Disney. But yeah. And I guess that kind of speaks to the lines being blurred. Like I can't tell. Yeah, I miss I miss what when there was a there that that divided line. Yeah. Um, and, and I miss classic Disney as an animation. Like the last yes. that I can like remember was uh, well, the last I one say the, the was the Princess, Princess and the Frog. That was the last one. Yeah, I miss, and I and you know what's crazy? It's like I haven't seen it. And the thing is, if I see it, that is the last. Movie. I still haven't seen it. I've told you this, bro. I've I I, I must keep forgetting about that because that does not sound familiar to me at all. You need to watch that well, tonight. It's one of those things where if I watch it, that will finally be the nail in the coffin to like, but like that and that type of animation. You know what's the funny slash sad thing is that movie lives so big in my heart because it is mm. the last one. They freaking crushed it. The mm. fact that the, it took them so long to uh, redo Splash Mountain to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure or whatever. The fact yeah. that they didn't have something celebrating that movie for this long is a disservice. Yeah. That movie is gotcha. so well done. Like And I and I've always heard good things. I've always heard good things. And it's not it's just one of those things where I like, yeah, I might watch it. And then it's just like oh, tonight. This is the last one. Tonight. Do you have work tomorrow? That'll be that'll be it. Uh I work late tomorrow, but I, that will be in my next uh Wrap next, next, next. Okay, so but going back to force me to do it. Going the band aid, but anyway, going back to this is to elemental trailer. The trailer, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very much a like look who's coming to dinner kind of deal. You know, it's it's just with elements. The it looks really fun. The animation is absolutely flawless. It's what we've come to expect from Pixar. And the want, jokes spoiler, is great. Yeah. It's not spoiler because the one joke that got me cackling was because you know when you watch these like sci-fi fantasy that's out of this world movies, TV, whatever, what yeah. have you. There and you know the scene I'm gonna bring up. Yes. There's the fence and he just walks through it. And then they're like, why do we even have because my thought process now as an adult 
and I hate when I think about this, but we think about this as an adult. It's like, how did they create these, these buildings, these fences? How did they create these materials? Mm-hmm. And they do it and they kind of address it. It's like, why do we have these things? Like just cross this, this fence with no problem. <laughs> Uh, that was that was funny. I that, actually, that got me laughing. I actually thought you were gonna talk about because it almost goes into the same thing of like in uh in these movie worlds and and stuff like that where we aren't right. privy to what's happening, right? We don't really know exactly right. how their words work. Worlds work. Um, there's a scene when the camera's panning and it's going through like right. people's apartments and it's the two trees oh. and they're taking oh, apples off of each other. And the, yeah. the, I think it's like the wife, like one of, one yeah. of the trees looks to the cameras, like nothing weird is happening here. We're just pruning each other. Like it, it was so funny and it just caught me off guard. It definitely made me it, chuckle. Yeah, that was like one of the first jokes. That was one of the first jokes. That was funny. I, I, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see how that world works. And mm-hmm. again, my, my nerd self is like, how does this world fit in the Pixar universe? Um, but we're going to get those and I can't wait to see those. Yeah, so, we will, we will get, uh, another pizza planet truck. We'll have to figure out how exactly it fits into the universe. It'll be a thing. Yeah. But moving on to some other, uh, movie news. Lionsgate is officially considering John Wick five. So. It's just, it's I haven't crazy. seen it. And like, that's the thing. I haven't seen four yet. I'm going to see it this Saturday. But it's like, it's going to happen. And and I was telling our, our mutual friend, Andrea, I was like, I don't want it to be another Mission Impossible where in the sense that it can go wrong. Yeah. Like it could become a Fast Five or it could be a Mission Impossible. Or not Fast Five, the Fast Series or Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mission Impossible being good, Fast being meh. Like it's just... That's it from Well, when you look um, at both of those series too, they had this like really weak middle point and then they kind of course corrected and did better. For fast, I mean they had a weak I think their their focus was at what five, right? Fast five was or, their turning point. Well, yeah, like four was like a really well written and then five was like the big deal when everything kind of like took this tonal shift and like became good again and then i think seven was like the when they started to when, get wacky right, and yeah, it's when, and, when when paul walker passed that yeah. was it for me and now it's been just like how they can push the envelope and be more you know that Superhero. action movie type of deal whereas with yeah. mission impossible they had that what was it ghost protocol i think was like the weakest one i believe I believe like one and two were like meh according yeah. to like the, I guess the popular, like the, 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 the uh, popularity mm-hmm. uh, of, of it all. And then when JJ Abrams came in, that's when it kind of, that tonal shift yeah. got a little stronger with thriller. And then they had, there was four, which I believe ghost protocol was five. Yeah. Cause now they stopped doing numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember four, but I remember three, which was JJ Abrams. I remember Ghost Protocol, and then anything after that was just like hit after it. The one yeah. with Henry Cavill was just banger after band. They, when they he, have when not he dropped loads his his arms. Just when he what's it called? <laughs> when he called when you reload the thing, yeah. I was like, no one does that. But he was like, yo, by just arms, like they were doing that scene over and over. But that's that's me getting nerding out right now. 
put Henry Cavill in there. Um, for those who don't, yo, just don't watch any. Just go see that movie. Just fall in love with Superman and keep it going. But um, John Wick, again, I, I was talking to a friend the other day. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen John Wick, but like, he's never seen any of the John Wick movies. He's the type of person who likes like movies like The Big Lebowski. He's like a little older than me. Mm-hmm. He likes those. Types. He's not. He's not super into the popular stuff. Like he doesn't yeah. be like, oh, I gotta go watch a Marvel movie. But I was like, I told him like, dude, you watch John Wick one, you're fine. Yeah, you don't need to keep going. Anyone could watch John Wick one and just be okay. They don't need a sequel. They're fine. Now, if you go and say like, I need more action, it's there for you. Like it's there. You got two, which is great. Three, it's like it's great, but it's like, oh, you really this three to me was like the Iron Man three uh of movies where it was trying to set up stuff. That's what John Wick three is to me. It was trying to set up a I thing. still never saw three. I only saw one and two. You should, because there's some good sequences. That's why that's why mm-hmm. I do the um but then all I hear is good things about four and yeah, four apparently broke some records I, yeah ign is saying like they do this thing now it's like this running gag of how many kills he's done in yeah. this movie which but the thing is it's like he's killed many times before part one so it's like it doesn't matter how but just for the movie purposes you're tallying up and mind you the hours get longer or mm-hmm. the, the runtime for the movies get longer so um i only hear good things i'm not surprised about five but then again i'm just like oh, i want it's it's already too late for it to be a, a consolidated like yeah movie. Um, i was one of those people waiting for like a trilogy box set yeah but i'm like you know what i'm gonna wait for the big edition of yeah. box sets when it comes out so apparently and i i didn't even know this um according to the hollywood Re- reporter um john wick was supposed to be filmed four and five back to back and then did not know that. yeah and then it was reworked to making for the um the finale so now with five happening um lionsgate motion picture group chair joe drake has indicated the fifth installment of john wick franchise is back on the drawing board so apparently there is a will and openness and you can certainly interpret the ending in different ways we're all going to take tiny rest here and then scratch out ideas whether this is a credible way to get into five, but there's no guarantee. So it's no guarantee, but like if the money's there, the only person that can veto this in my mind is Keanu. Yeah, and he said he'll keep doing it. I believe it was he'll keep doing it if people want it. Yeah. Or something where he said, like, I'll keep doing it. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't say no because I think he enjoys it too. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one of those things where th- there's this talk of making a TV show called The Continental, yep. which takes place. I w- I would love it to be a, like personal opinion. I would love it to be an anthology where each season focuses on one random assassin, and it takes place. It doesn't take place in the Continental, but because obviously I don't know. You could probably do a lot in a hotel. Like you can do a lot. Um, but it doesn't have to focus on John Wick. Don't rely on the name John Wick because then it's like, okay, yeah, now just call the movie John Wick Continental at this point or the show. But um, we'll see how it goes. There's spinoffs. They talk about a lot of spinoffs and stuff like that. Yeah. But then, you know, the person that wants to save these movies, to save Hollywood, I just want to keep everything like, you know, 
it's only good in my opinion a lot of the times like and i fall into these categories of like oh i want more i want more but these things only tend to be good because they stop right the more you get the worse they are and you know just like everyone's favorite batman quote you live long enough to see yourself be the villain so yeah either you can live long enough to become the fast series or you can live great still be a mission impossible it has two routes so so it's you know we and like you mentioned uh the continental it's um unreleased they're still like in the project stages so continental it's a 1970s uh set prequel following winston and sharon in er in their early days that's supposed to be heading to peacock and then ballerina which would be a spin-off movie following um Ruska Roma's character Rooney, who was in Chapter Three. I was gonna say I was like I don't know who that is because I didn't see Chapter Three. So, and Three was great. Like Holly Berry was great. Like her sequences, great too. Yeah. So so yeah so yeah and Ballerina is actually slated to release in 2024. So that means that mm. most of the principal stuff is done. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely I, I would love exactly what you said. The Continental being like anthology and focusing on different stories from the different assassins that visit would be fantastic. I would love to see that. So moving on from there, we have to do. We're going to jump into some. I don't know. You know what? We have one more. We have a couple more movie things before we get into TV. So. Liv Tyler will be returning to the MCU after a 15-year absence. My... I don't know. I, It's cool and all, but, like, to me in the comics, Betty was always there for, for the for the Hulk. For, yeah. And for her to come back, for why? Just to say, yeah, the Incredible Hulk still exists. Yeah. Like, when I heard this, I was like, okay, and well, are they going to get together? And it's like, what is Marvel doing? What is Disney doing to get the Hulk back from freaking Universal? Like, just pay the money. You got the money now. But then wait, hold up, because of the layoffs, you're going to just be like, we can't be spending money now. It's like, come on, people. Jeez. I'm actually surprised because the whole thing with Universal is Marvel owns the character the Hulk, but Universal owns the distribution rights of the hulk movies so i'm still i don't know if disney hasn't had any need to you know play ball with them and and figure something out like they did with sony because sony has like half the rights to spider-man so that's why they needed to play ball um but i don't know why they haven't approached or like why this hasn't gotten any more traction with uh Disney Universal to actually like come together and put out a Hulk movie. Um because I, he's not Spider Man. Spider Man is just such a big it is a big name, like property. Yeah. So, like the Hulk is great in all its glory, but Spider it's not Spider Man. Yeah. Like I'm just saying that from the grand scheme of things, if you were to compare the two, everyone, a majority of the people will choose Spider Man. And that may sound opinion but I would like to say it's most likely true. Mm-hmm. So, 
She is coming back. Um, there's been some leaked photos from the set of Captain America 4 that show her. We've seen um, it's not Falcon anymore. It's Captain America. But um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for them races out there. His uh, <laughs> what is his name? It escapes me. The actor. Falcon? Yeah. And he did say that we're not famous anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just the characters that are famous. Um, crap. I just I can't I can't it. I can't believe that I forgot it. But anyway. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie yeah. as Captain America. We got to see I was uh, trying not to say his like uh character <laughs> his character's name. Oh, okay. But it's actually I was like, don't say it. Don't it's Anthony Mackie. Um, and Liv Tyler is going to actually pr- uh, reprise Betty Ross. The only thing, like, the only reason she would be coming back, you know, first off, money. And second off, um, she's going to be uh, Red She-Hulk. She's going to be Red She-Hulk. In the comic books, Betty Ross becomes Red She-Hulk. Um it only makes sense to bring her in for that. We know Harrison Ford is going to be playing uh, General Ross ever since the previous actor uh, passed away. Um, the previous two, I guess, passed away. And yeah. What do you mean? It was only one. No, it was another guy. And he, it was the same actor that played him the whole time. No, dude. In Winter Soldier? He makes an appearance in one of the movies, and it's a different actor, and he died too. And Winter Soldier? Are you talking about uh, Black Widow? It's no, in, in Black Widow, it's the same guy. And Winter Soldier? Who are we talking about? Are we talking about Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah. It's only one actor. What? You, what? Dude, I'm telling you, because I had this exact right. thing, and I freaked out. All right, I'm going to go in there. And we'll my continue. friend told me, he was like, nah, he died too. All right, I can't keep. I can't look into it right now. But um, I was told there was another actor that played him in in one of the movies, and I I had saw it, and I was like, get out of here. But anyway, um, maybe I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong. But um, <laughs> as I'm doing the research, you're like, I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyway, Harrison Ford will be playing uh Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Liv Taylor coming back as Betty Ross. You know, Harrison Ford, it's going to, Red Hulk has to be mentioned. It's the natural progression for the character, for the stories. You know, Thunderbolts is happening. Harrison Ford is going to have a, um, a role in that as well. It, it makes the most sense. Um, you're wrong, but anyway, okay. I just needed to throw that out. So I am wrong. That's my fault. Sorry, guys. I have to correct him. Um, and then spreading lies on. Also, we have the leader from the Incredible Hulk coming into Captain America Four to be the villain. So wait, that movie's part of the MCU? Which I'm saying that facetiously. Everyone's going to ask that question. Every movie but that one because it wasn't accessible on Disney. No, yeah, unfortunate. Nowhere you have to either own it or get it on Amazon. Um, so yeah, so that's happening. So they're bringing all these characters from the Hulk into Captain America's movies to save some coin 
but um we're getting everyone kind of folded back we saw that with um i guess technically the very first example of that was an infinity war with uh the kid from iron man 3 all grown up then we got to see um natalie portman to reprise her role in thor love and thunder and now we're seeing betty ross and leader coming back those prospective actors coming back into the mcu fold as well as abomination leon blonsky he came in uh in shang chi then we saw him again she hulk i'm sure he'll pop up again but we're getting all these actors that were and bringing them to the future and fold them back into the mcu just like, to kind of cool, yeah guys. just to close loops and stuff i mean it's cool i i saw her and i was like i hope she doesn't get the natalie portman treatment where like she comes in for a movie just to die and nothing matters um I hope she does become Red you know, She Hulk, and it's that, like a th- like, thing. For all the greatness that Feige has done for the MCU, it sucks because it's like this is a movie format. I love that this stuff spreads into TV, yeah, or rather streaming. Because like with comic books, it interplaying with characters works in the sandbox, but when it comes to movies, it's tough. So reinter because you got all this legality going on, I'm sure they could have done a lot more Hulk movies. Uh or the use of the Hulk do these things. Like, it's wild. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, all right. When I saw that, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not, I was not impressed. I was not phased. I was just like, all right. And my, my only thought was, and this is a random thought because it has nothing to do with her. I just hope they fix uh, Falcon's mask. Like, I just did not like it. That whole headpiece. That was my thought process. Oh, you want so him just to just have, like, like the, the eyepiece? Just, a, just give me a white visor yeah. or some... The color that matches the entire suit. Mm-hmm. It's not that whole neck piece. It just looks so dumb. Like, it, it works in the comics, yeah, but for live say, action... Has, yeah. it yeah, it's like it the, work, the Batman cowl. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't work. So, <laughs> last piece of movie news. This is uh, something that I think actually got announced... Oh, it got announced yesterday. So, according to Deadline, Amir Questlove Thompson will be making his feature film directorial debut with a live-action reimagining of The Aristocats. So... I'm with it. I'm super down. It's going to be a blend of live-action and animation. You know, obviously, like, uh, CGI, 3D animation, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's going to have that realism to it, and... I think Questlove, I mean, I don't know about his directorial skills. Uh, he did do, he, I mean, he did win that Oscar last year. So, um, he won it for, didn't he want it? It was writing, for, uh, I think. It was not something like cinematography no. based. It was definitely something either writing or, uh, I f- it wasn't music. Either. No, I, I, I think it was, it was writing. It was in the, it was in the Oscars literally right before or right oh, before he, uh, when Chris Rock was was slapped. Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. award. I think that was the award actually that Chris Rock was yeah. announcing was uh, Questlove's. And um, but I'm anyway, just it up right now. Yeah, it was something like that. I wouldn't mind seeing him in that. At bare minimum, the music in this movie is going to be off the freaking chain. It's going to yes. be amazing. Um. For those of you that don't know, Questlove is the founding member and drummer. What was it? 
documentary. Was it for writing or just the project? I think it was because I think he did. It was Quest on Best, best he, uh, for directorial debut. So that was his di- directorial debut mm. for a documentary. So that technically is, this would be. This is his, his feature film. Guess, actual feature first. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's so, why they put it that way. So yeah, it's his feature film directorial debut. Um, so yeah, so like I was saying, for those who don't know, Questlove is a founding member and drummer for The Roots. Um, he's also an executive producing the film as well as overseeing the music, of course. Uh, for If you ever want to see him in action, just watch The Late Show with Jimmy Fallon. True. If, you, if he didn't do the music, that's an MMO. Oh yeah, that would have been a, a super massive missed opportunity if he didn't do the music oh. and moving on from there we're gonna hit it to some tv and streaming news i guess um i say i guess because this first one i feel like is kind of tv but technically it's streaming so on march 22nd so i guess that is last week right yeah yes Mighty Morphing Power Rangers once and always dropped its full official trailer. We see the return of Rita Repulsa, and she is just messing stuff up for the Rangers. It's going to be a time-traveling adventure because apparently she is going back in time to kill the Rangers. Um, She found a new body, so she's just being evil. This is also a... Yeah, this is also a self-contained story. It has nothing to do with the comics, um, which, by the way, comics are great um, from what I've read and seen. Uh, I don't follow it uh, to the T. Um, Yeah, all the actors, well, not all the actors, because it's not, it's Rocky, not Jason, who's coming back. You got, uh, I'm forgetting the, the Blue Ranger's name. Wait, what? Wait, Rocky... Because there was two Red Rangers. So there was Rocky and Jason, but Jason's the one that's not coming back. It's Rocky. And it's not Kimberly, it's Cat who's coming back. Yeah. Um and I think Trini Trini Well she was she like she was killed She's like killed off in in, in, in the, the show. Rita Repulsa and, killed yeah. her. Yes. Well, yes, I don't want to put air quotes. She did that, but yeah. I, I only it messed me up because in real life, Trina she, did pass away. Yeah, she did pass. <laughs> but in the show, her daughter is alive. Yeah, and she's looking to get revenge. Um, and I'm assuming she'll be the next Yellow Ranger. Um, yeah, Zordon is not there. Zordon is canonically dead. Um, yeah, we do Alpha's have dead. glimpses of the Green Ranger in present day. Yeah, so. Jason David Frank, he was the man to play those characters. He never let that go somewhere yeah. else. So we might see no, him in the he film. Didn't, he didn't. Um, he didn't. Because um, this movie was shot before he passed. So it wasn't, yeah. he didn't want to be in it. So I feel like either we don't see who it is or if they we do see a face. I hope it's not like Tommy, but it's in my nerd self because I didn't know in the comics there is a Green Ranger that's not Jason. But it'd be weird because people that don't read comic books are not going to yeah, get that. Yeah, it would. It um, would be too much of a gut punch to for the mask to come off and it not be Tommy. Yeah, I think it's one of those time traveling things where it's like, oh, we went back in time and we got yeah. the Green Ranger, but then he has to like go away because 
realistically, the green and white ranger doesn't exist anymore in that in that self-contained story. It's because um, Jason went on to be a Zeo Ranger or a Turbo yeah. Ranger. Like they, they he's a, that character has already moved on. So if this is a time traveling uh, type of movie, it's it's we're just gonna have the mask on. But wouldn't this have also taken place where he could have played it? Because he was he was alive. He could have. Yeah, but according to okay, so with, not to stick to this for too long, but uh, yeah. uh, Anna Anna Jo Johnson, I believe her name was Amy. the actor who played Kimberly. Amy, sorry, Amy Jo Johnson. She said that she didn't want to be a part of it because yeah. she just didn't want to. It was like her choice. She had mm-hmm. that's not. It was her choice. There's no reason behind it. Yeah. She didn't say a reason. So she said it's no one's business. But she did say that the movie was shot before uh, Jason David Frank passed. And they both decided not to be in it. Mm. So um, that's according to her. Yeah. My opinion, I feel like Jason would have done it. He's he's put on the suit for uh, doing an ad for the comic book for uh, something in the grid. I forget what's it called. Um, um, Battle it was for also the that grid. Game Battle for the grid. Battle, Battle for the grid. He did he, the commercial for that. He was in that he game. He's the main character people. in the game. Yeah, but I mean for the for the advertising. He like yeah he put yes, the suit he on did there. that too. Yeah, um, he did put it on for one of the Bat in the Sun like versus uh thing. So it's yeah. like why wouldn't he have done it for a thing? Maybe it would have been done in poor taste. I don't know. Yeah, I Honestly, can't see I'm why he wouldn't have. Yeah, we would never know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. But I'm happy to have gone a power interest. Yeah. But it uh like I said, it, it will be coming to Netflix. It premieres on April 19th. Definitely gonna watch. Um it looks fun. You it's- need to play that song. If you do not play that song, it's first of all, MMO, and it's just garbage at this point. You deserve a zero in Rotten Tomatoes, a negative zero if you don't play that song. They they're going to. They have to. Um I if mean if they don't, I will be upset. I would love to see like random stuff. Like you remember the in the second season of Mighty Morphin, and I think in one of the movies, that kid became the Blue Ranger. He was like a 12-year-old kid, and he was the new Blue Ranger. That was Turbo. Was that Turbo? That was Turbo. No one liked Turbo. No, it was. It definitely had to be Mighty Morphin, because I think the kid was in the, the movie. With- that was Turbo. There was Mighty Morphin, and then there was Power Rangers Mighty Morphin. There was My- Power Rangers Mighty Morphin, and then there was Power Rangers Turbo Movie. Those were the only two movies. So that second one, that yeah, because the first is- one is when they get like the. Uh, the first one is when they don't they turn into like they get like the medallions and they have the different suits and stuff. Yes, they they turn this ninja then Power yeah. Rangers ninjas. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but yeah. um. But yeah, yeah, because Mighty Morphin had three seasons because mm-hmm. it, it went on for a while. So it was like that, and then I believe Zio, and then after Zio, then it's Turbo. So that's like two series away. Okay, no one liked Turbo. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Growing up, Turbo was cool, but when you look back at it, it's garbage. I just want to see. I would like to see Rangers. Kind of like you know, I know we got the Battle for the Grid thing, and that was a event on TV, comics, and video games. So I think it would just be fun to see it in a more accessible oh, yeah. when it comes to the um thing. zordons i call it the zordon saga anything yeah. that stick stuck with it i would love to see all those yeah. some characters come in and out from there i think it, um, it would be fun i think it went up to 
even Wild Force, I believe, because that, that included Time Time Force. I have no um, idea. Yeah, there was a lot. I have no idea. Yeah, Time Force was one of the more popular ones, but that's just me nerding out. Yeah. Continue. So that's yeah. coming out again April 19th. Can't wait to see it. Um, also, we are getting in September the late uh, Jason David Frank's movie that he was filming um, and he, he finished right before his, his passing. Uh, Legend of the White Dragon, which is a contained story that he came up with in the same vein of Power Rangers because it's a white ranger-esque hero villain that he's playing, but it's supposed to be like a nitty-gritty take on a character of that nature. Um, yeah. And like, it, I think it, it covers like when it, when he first donned the mask all the way up to like his anti-hero yeah, I think stage at the end. I think it was one of those things where not even anti-hero. I think it's like anytime he, it was, it felt like from the trailer and the, what I've seen, it was like there was a hype of this ranger esque person, yeah. but that person disappeared. But this Jason David Frey character, I forget the character's name. He's like partnering up with other people, which these are other actors from other Power Rangers shows, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, in here doing this and they're trying to fight this enemy, blah, blah, blah. I think it's supposed to be the return of this, um, this gritty. But it felt kind of like it felt kind of like vigilante almost. Maybe it's just the tone. But I think it's it's kind of like uh, in a sense like Star Wars, like they're rebels. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. I think you're so. It right. didn't seem yeah. like antihero. It seems very like they're just rebels, and it seems it seems antihero in a, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But um, my fear is I'm still gonna see this movie. Just my fear is a setup for another movie. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, Mighty Morphin? Like if they made a... No, for uh, Legend of the White Dragon. Like, you think? Because he passed away already. So I'm like, I, I just hope that it's like, okay, or I hope that there isn't. I feel like I hope this is just a self-contained thing because it has what if to it be. did do successful and then he's just like, at one point when he was alive, he was like, I probably have an idea for another movie. Um, that connects to it, or you know, because that's that it would it would suck because not to sound selfish, but the guy had so much love for this movie. So, yeah. and I don't want to say I would hate him for that. I would just be so disappointed because for someone who has so much love to give to the world and to have, and again, I'm not saying taking your own life is like selfish. For most people, it may be seen that way, yeah. but growing up with this 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 hero, you know what I mean, like. You give us this gift, and then it's just like taken away. Especially if you were trying to give us something more. Yeah, uh, I don't know how if I can say that in a, in a nicer way. I just feel like I don't know. I, I think, think the the that. only way to truly respect him, that character, that story, is to put it out how he wanted to put it out, and then leave it alone. I don't think anyone oh, else yeah, can. Shouldn't, shouldn't be, yeah, there shouldn't be a sequel without him. Yeah, but I just my fear is that when he was a part of it and he was doing it, he was like, "I'm setting up for a sequel," and then you know he passes, and then it's like we just get this uh, cliffhanger, kind of like uh, Justice League or Final Space. We just but the the thing, the difference here is that the person uh, Jason Deferring is gone, like he's actually gone. So there's no, there's never this thing where it's like oh like there there could be a possibility for these things to come back this guy's gone so he can't give us what what we uh 
I don't say what we deserve, what he gave us. He can't give us a continuation of what he gave us. Mm-hmm. So that's my fear. Um, just as a person watching a movie, like, oh, I don't want to be left with this cliffhanger. You know? No, I agree. Uh, no. I, I agree. Because it's like... But I do hope it's a self-contained story. Then that w- yeah. I would be like, this was a nice love letter to his fans. Yes. I would take it, I would take it better in that yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, okay. And then last bit of TV news here. We have Black Panther director Ryan Coogler maybe directing the X-Files. So apparently he is um being tapped to helm a new reboot of the uh the series from the original series creator Chris Carter. Um this comes to us from a recent episode of CBC Radio's on the coast carter told interviewer michelle elliott that coogler plans to remount the x-files with a diverse cast i mean short sweet to the point i would like to see it i think coogler is a fantastic director and while i wasn't like the most diehard fan of the x-files i remember it and i feel like he he could breathe some really cool life into that yeah i would agree I would agree. And it's such a random mix, too. It's unexpected. It's fresh. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why I like it. It's a very fresh... It's going to be a fresh take on the series. Because... Like why wasn't there any diverse people in this uh, world? You know what I mean? In a, in a sci-fi Everyone thing, knows in the 90s, there weren't any black people, Jay. That makes sense. Especially makes sense. in the space and seeing you mean, you aliens. Mean there was like one black black token uh, yeah there's that one token black guy and they just used him in each series that's it um but yeah no i i think it'd be super fun it would be cool um ryan coogler also has a lot of connections to a lot of different actors so we might see a lot of cool like faces that we've seen before um but yeah that's just a fun that's a fun little nugget there let's see how that uh evolves so getting into some video game stuff, last week we did see um, the official trailer for Jedi Survivor. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, Cal Kestis is daddy. He is a zaddy for sure. He's it's there with the, scruff. the scruffy beard. We see he, like we can have different clothing now. Like everything's so. He looks like a. Looks like. He looks like a scoundrel for sure. It's definitely sc- super scoundrel vibes. Everything's super cl- like clear. The dude, it looked so cool. I loved. I think one of my favorite every second things, of which it. we've seen in other trailers was uh, the claymore, the claymore saber. Oh yeah, the two, the two handed, yeah, Kylo Ren, um, uh, saber. That's something I can't wait to see and use. I'm loving the um, fact that it. it looks like you can have these different hilts now. Um, because in the first one, it was, uh, you know, you got your double saber and you got to customize the hilt according to however you wanted it, which was fun. But now we have different versions of hilts. And, you know, with Star Wars being such a massive universe, we've seen the different hilts in a lot of like comic books and written media. We're going to see more in High Republic. And yeah, we'll see more in High Republic. So we haven't really seen anything out of the ordinary except for Kylo Ren's saber, right, with the two vents off to the side. 
So now getting to see this in, in the video game where like we'll have these different like hilt types, I think that's well, I'm hoping yeah. that's what it is. I think that's It'll be cool. cool. What I'm I could I don't need to say what's in in this trailer. Go watch it. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna be butchering it. What I wanna say is I would be stoked story wise to see how this bleeds into the comics. Cause I remember when I played the first one, I was like, oh, that's in, that person uh, is in the comics, uh, one of the Inquisitors. Um, because I think we cut off her. It was like one of the Inquisitors. We cut off her. Is that a big giant? It was her mm-hmm. arm. But in the com- in, in Darth Vader's comic, she's in there with uh with uh, the robot hand. Robot. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a nice little. Ah, uh, like that's where it happened. So it that's pretty dope. A lot of dope stuff in there. I forget what did they add to it. Uh, fast. They added fast travel. I remember that they said they yeah. added fast travel to this. But the thing is, it's like I read an article saying they were saying like, "Oh, they're finally adding things that players ask for." Fast travel. I'm like, and I saw comments, and I was like, "Yes, we wanted more uh, dismembering, not <laughs> fast travel." <laughs> but I think the dismemberment is going to happen to, I think, more alien stuff, not really like humanoids. Yeah gonna be like bleeding again they're trying to give this to kids as well so yeah, yeah i'm still so it them. can't be a rated m title you know so like they have to pull back like, on some stop, things even if it was rated m what's gonna stop a kid from going to a store that's not a GameStop to get i guess you're not wrong um like it didn't stop me from getting halo <laughs> 3 at, <laughs> i remember i was like under well, underage when it comes to games yeah i still got it but anyway but yeah, no, I, again, I mean, the biggest thing is who's floating in the vet. If that is not Starkiller, I'm going to have an aneurysm. Watch it, it be something even better. It's and not, like, there's nothing better than that. And what, what is it? Padme? Padme out of nowhere no. becomes a man. First of all, <laughs> like <laughs> canonically becomes a man I, I and it has, that. that'd be weird. Like, no, the only like the Pat, I don't even know if there's something else that I would accept to be honest. Like, but what if it's like you're not thinking about it, and then it th- that thing surprises you? Oh, what? Because you know Emperor what Palpatine had another freaking kid no one knew about. Like, that would be a very unfortunate. I would hate the game for that. Like, I would hate the entire franchise. The, if, like, not the Jedi franchise, the Star Wars. Yeah, franchise, like it, it would only make oh, sense. It would only make sense of a start killer. If it's not, we're going to have a big problem. Like a huge problem. Like huge. Cut to me in two months after playing the game. Like, oh my god, it was so amazing. I didn't even care that it was a star killer. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> but, yeah. So that was fun. Jay, why, you'd, be like, you'd be like, Jay, like, who told you to, it was star killer? You're dumb. <laughs> So, like Jay said, go watch it for yourself. It's fun. <laughs> Next one here, a little bit of a... This, I'm excited. this one is like a... Whew. Have you read it? Whew. Whew. I know about it. I haven't read the, the issues, though. Um, Do you know who it is? Yeah, I know who. I called that before the... Oh, I called it before the, the comic even dropped. Oh, they're so cool. I knew but it. A, it is a good read, but yeah. I knew it from it. the get, son. Because it w- is the only one that made sense. And I said that. I said it yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Anyway. 100%. Um, 
What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm going to tell you what we're talking about, Jay. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about the last what? Ronin, right? Last Ronin for those dorks don't out there that don't know. The last Ronin is a TMNT comic book. Um, it's a storyline written, written by. You want me to say it? Uh, hold on. I got it. Oh, you got it. Give me a second. Mm. I believe it is cold written, unless it's just the main Kevin story Eastman line. and Peter Laird. Oh, it is Peter Laird. Yeah. So it's not it's, because it's I know um, Tom Waltz is Tom Waltz is co-writing with Eastman on the regular run right yeah. now. Uh, the original comic is the first collaboration in many years between TMNT creators. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. So, for those that don't know, those are the guys. Those are the ones. They came up with the TMN Tizzle. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, one of the most popular storylines in decades, I have to imagine. Since is, 1984. Is uh, The Last Ronin, which follows one of the turtles after a catastrophe has wiped the rest of the family off the face of the earth. And he alone is carrying on their legacy. So he is the last Ronin. He doesn't have a teacher. He doesn't have any brothers. And he carries their weapons and uses them in combat. It looks... The, the story itself is really cool. It's seeing kind of like this dark side of TMNT. Issue 1 was beautiful. And they're big books. Like I have, and They're like kind of wide. Like yeah. not the standard comic book. Because they, it's a it's a trade paperback, but in issue form, so it's a little wider. Mm. Um, there is also, which I have, and I love that I have it, uh, a director's cut, which I still need to read. Mm. I love comic book directors. That's a new thing in the last 10, yeah. 15 years now. Comic book director's cut. Um, it is it's it's a good read throughout there. Just to give you guys a bit of a story on it. So it's one of the turtles. He's carrying his own weapon and his brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's basically a revenge story uh shredder's grandson has taken over new york and he's trying to just wipe him out because shredder's reign shall be no more um but the, the point of this, this yeah which is such a dumb name and why can't you be like shredder like your your granddaddy but the the main point of this this oh uh, wait so that i guess does that make him the son of Karai? No, Karai is not the daughter. Karai was, um, according to well, I know, well, I know, it, Karai wasn't his like daughter. No, it depends on what what uh, what, what you're looking at. Yeah, so I think if this is following the run of the current comic book line, Karai was a witch. Mm. No, Karai was a. <sighs> Well, Karai it's supposed to pick up off of Shredder. the. If it's the classic one, then I don't know which one because I know in the current run, Karai is the grand, the great, like it's a lineage of Shredder because Shredder is from the past and they revived his body. Hmm. He's like he was from like the Edo period. Yeah, he died, and then in present day, they pulled the Ra's al Ghul like Lazarus pit thing from a witch. And then Karai was like the, the head of the Foot Clan, so Karai is a descendant of Shredder. Um, so you're probably right. So that's probably you're saying you were asking if 
the the main villain in Last Ronin is the son of in in some of those lines, yes. It doesn't say here, that, but it is an original storyline that the duo had back in the eighties. So I have to imagine so I would assume it, it would yeah. it branched off of the original timeline that they worked on. It's been a while. Like I remember hardcore reading because I I bought all five books. Yeah. And I hardcore read through like three of them. And I still haven't read four and five. Cause I was like taking a back seat. And I was like, let me go read the uh the new ones. Cause I read the new ones like from issue one through eight in the miniseries, like mad times, but mm-hmm. I caught up and I was like, oh, when are they gonna come out with more? So I like <laughs> that was back in college. Now look how much stuff I have to read again. But anyway, um the main point of this topic is basically to say that it's supposed to take a God of War esque type gameplay and i'm like whoa i'm stoked but um for those who don't know if you don't know about it definitely check it out if you're a fan of tmnt um if you like the gritty stuff of the tmnt if you're into the 80s stuff and you care and you love everything definitely check it out there's also uh the last ronin uh lost chapters which i believe um not really spoilers because it's like everywhere now and i haven't read it yet but they're like new baby turtles or new turtles that are taking the place of the turtles of the the four that we know. Yeah, they're they're turtles that are replacing them in a sense. I don't like that. They're mutated. I don't Me like neither. that. I just like the idea of telling a story, which for those who don't know, if you've been in this channel before, I've written see uh, scripts for it. The, the whole thing is that a lot of people know who the TMNT is. T, the, the first T being teenage, we never see them past that. And yeah. that is the story that I wrote, which is not super far. They're not like in their 30s and 40s. It's just like something that we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, Are you talking about the Lost yeah. Years? The last run in the Lost Years? Is it called Lost Years? What did I say? Lost. Lost. Chapter. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. I actually bought that. Apparently, somewhere around. Is it wait? Is it out yet? I thought it wasn't out yet. Yeah, I bought it. Did I buy it? This was literally from today, and it's saying that it's still in the works. It's called. There's there's images of it. A follow up comic is also in the works, dubbed "The Last Ronin: The Lost Years." The Lost Years is is both a prequel and sequel, aims to fill in many gaps of the Ronin's backstory, but also continues where the original book leaves off and introduces a brand new generation of turtles. Yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I, I, like, I didn't know it was out I, yet. Oh, may, I guess the story's not done. It's going to be. Yeah. What I went to go look at was I have, I re I bought another issue five, but it's uh, drawn by Stan Sakai, who, for those who don't know, uh, drew uh, Usagi Yojimbo, the bodyguard rabbit. Um, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, I just bought it, but I did pre-order it. That's what it was. Gotcha. I pre-ordered that. So I can't wait. I've been waiting for a cool ass TMNT. You know, there was, uh, there was rumors for years that Rocksteady was going to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Um, spoilers, they didn't. Um, the closest we got to playing them in this nitty gritty style was Injustice 2. Out of the Shadows. Injustice Two, uh, where they had the, they took up one one character slot, but it was all four of them. You could switch in between. Um, yeah, 
It was amazing. They did such a good job, and I don't understand why they don't have their own game like that. But no, that's what I'm saying. That the last one for me, the gritty one was out of out the, of the shadows, shadows, not the movie. Yeah, yeah, and it was the same name. But um, I never got to go through it because I was like, oh, this is so dope. And I remember playing. It was very like kind of Arkham Knightish. It was very dope. Um, I might just go on YouTube and just find a like a like video of the entire game and just watch it. Because it looked like it had such a dope story. So, uh, but this is dope. Yeah, I can't wait. And it being inspired by God of War, yes, please. And on top of that, they're saying that um, there's rumors right now that it could also include prequel elements. So I guess they're going to be drawing from it, yeah. the Lost Years, as well as we might be able to play as the other turtles in flashback sequences. Yeah, because from in the current loss run and run, um, there the turtle. I almost said who it was. The turtle does a flashback, yeah, um, and explains to the reader or to who he's talking to as well. And I love it because the flashback is drawn in old school uh, mm. Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman style, so you know it's like flashback. Um, where this turtle was traveling uh, in Japan and all that to find out what was going on with other turtles uh, as well and something and that calamity happened um but there's more there's a there's a big time skip that we don't see so that's going to fill in those gaps as well mm-hmm. yeah i can't wait for that um you should check it out i'll send you a link oh, legally speaking of uh some wb properties we're going to slide on into multiverses so Multiverses we have not covered in quite some time since like the announcement and the launch. Um but multiverses open beta, it's that's what's been going on these last months, almost a year. Um the open beta will be closing June twenty fifth. So this free to play open beta is done June twenty fifth. So if you still want to jump on, have a couple matches, like do it now because then it goes away for almost a year so <laughs> which is rough so however all progress and previously earned or purchased content will carry over when multiverses returns in early 2024 like bananas i mean a lot of people are apparently upset because they're not offering any refunds on anything that was like purchased and stuff which I, I mean, I understand because this game isn't like going away forever. And number two, like yeah. if you purchase stuff for this game, like it's coming back. Like it's not going away. Yeah. Like your purchases I will be available. So, so I, I don't know why people are, are getting upset, but um, I had a fun time playing this game. I haven't played it in a while. I, you know, when it first launched, I played the first two seasons, I believed. And then after that, that was it. So, and like I said, remember this key thing. If you have money in this game, it's not going away. So I understand like putting money into a game, it being out for less than a year, um, and then having very little warning that it's going to close. It sucks. Like I would be upset too, but at the end of the day, you paid for a game 
I mean, technically, it's free to play, so you didn't really pay anything. If you played for the aesthetics, um, all of that's getting carried over when the full game comes. So, don't get mad, people. Get glad. <laughs> last thing up, last thing on the docket for today. Um, this morning, we got, so this morning was a Tuesday, the 28th. We got a, I guess, it, uh, it's not, it wasn't really like a direct, it was a showcase, um, uh-huh. of Zelda Tears of the King, of the Kingdom. And, bro, did you see any of this? I, I just know it existed, and I was like, I'll watch it when i am got free time. So, redonkulous. Redonkulous. We're gonna, it's I'm not funny. gonna cover everything. It, like I said, yeah. it was 13 minutes. Um, we got to see a lot of gameplay, art style, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll do some, some quick highlights here. You know, the, like I just mentioned, the art style, almost exactly the same to the original. Oh my goodness. How am I forgetting the name of this game? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. To, to, to the first entry, Breath of the Wild. Um, a, definitely a little cleaner, a little crisper. It looked fantastic on the Switch when it came out, but now it's just, you know, upgraded from that. Um, Everyone, every Switch is just going to blow up when they play this. Yeah. And oh, talking about Switch, they also announced the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom OLED version, which looks like ridiculously cool. Um, so it's the it's the OLED with the dock. And then they also announced the carrying case and pro controller that will be coming out alongside the game. So this was a full-on expanded demo. Um, we got to see a bunch of different uh I guess uh like I don't want uh, attributes of the game. So weapon durability is back, you know, you break your weapons after so often. Um Link has four new abilities. So bombs, magnesis, stasis, and cryonis is there. He has more mm-hmm. stuff. So there's like there's a fuse ability which allows Link to combine different objects together to create brand new like right. structures. Um so he combined so it's in the very yeah sort of so the first example of fuse was he combined a rock with a tree to create a makeshift hammer so it improved the durability of just a regular tree branch that you would have other fuse examples uh included attaching a keese eyeball to an arrow to give it homing powers using white choo-choo jelly to give arrow freezing powers adding a puff shroom to a shield to create a smoke screen effect and attaching a stick to a pitchfork to create a comically long weapon. So the possibilities appear endless. Um, the first thing uh, in Breath of the Wild, what they did with the engine is they didn't necessarily make individual things occur, especially when it came with the abilities. They created the engine to have rules. So within those rules, all the objects that they made like could interact. That's how we got the fire stuff. That's how we got all the the ice. That's how we got um with the magneticism and the cryonesis, cryonis, whatever. 
where people would like mm-hmm. slam into the rocks and they, they would get propelled across the map. It was these rules that they established in engine and then they allowed the objects to interact with these rules. So here, this is kind of like another example. They're just pushing the envelope that much more. Um, they also introduce a new material menu shortcut. So where you can navigate through like your entire inventory instead of pausing, going through the menu, you just bring up like a mini menu and you just scroll through all the way. So you can get to whatever you need, whether it be cooking materials, mushrooms, edibles, objects, anything you want. It's all right there. And you just it's like a quick menu that you can go through. Yeah. Um, he has Ultra Hand, which is a new ability, uh, which is also it kind of looks like the power glove for all you 80s babies out there. For Link's purposes, the Ultra Hand allows him to lift objects in the world similar to Magnesis, although this is a powered-up version of the Breath of the Wild ability, as it's no longer restricted to exclusively metal objects. So now, he can lift anything he wants. Pretty nuts. There's also a new mechanic called Recall, and it's like time travel-based. Tears of the Kingdom is introducing a clear, a clever new take on time manipulation in the form of the new recall ability. This allows Link to rewind the timeline of an object. In the gameplay demonstration, recall was used to rewind a fallen rock back into the air to reach the Sky Islands. So, I the way I thought about it was kind of like a Sands of Time, but instead of on yourself, on surrounding objects. So... It's pretty dope. I think it's it's really cool. Um, and then Ascend, which was the final uh, mechanic that was showed off. It is It was something that was previously teased, and now we know we can use it to move through any ceiling to advance to the floor above. So there will be some, oh, nice. some limitations. As long as there's a ceiling, you can use it anywhere. In many cases, Ascend's presence means climbing could be a thing of the past, which could help give Tears of the Kingdom a unique identity from Breath of the Wild, given the predecessor's heavy emphasis on climbing and stamina. Yes, please. There were so many times where climbing was a pain, and I remember in the beginning, before you like start upgrading Link, there was a bunch of times where like you want to explore, and the game pretty much forces you to like, yeah, to cancel that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like I had mentioned before, uh, the OLED model drops uh, April 28th. And then, do I have... I'm just realizing that that's coming around the same time as... Uh... Star Wars? Yeah. And, then, and then on May 12th, the Pro Controller and carrying case come out. The Pro Controller looks sick as hell. Um, the carrying case is actually pretty cool too. Black and gold Uh. with the Zelda symbols and imagery on it. But it's just so much. So, um, what else? So, uh, the Sheikah apparently is missing from the kingdom so far. The shrines are nowhere to be seen and the Sheikah slate has been replaced 
with Link's green arm, a newly revealed constructs appear to take the role of guardians. So, whole new thing they have. There's been a speculation that the Zonai tribe, which has been another tribe that's been in the Zelda series forever, was going to make an appearance in this game. The clip today confirmed it. Upon defeating the new construct enemy on Sky Island, Link looted a dropped Zonai charge material. This implies that the new contract, construct is Zonai in origin. So, Zonai are an ancient unseen tribe in Breath of the Wild. Little is known about them so far, but through locations like the Zonai Ruins, the Barbarian Armor Set, it's clear they used to have a big presence in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom's Hyrule. There were also apparently peaceful constructs too. There's a couple other things. There's some like UI stuff that they had mentioned, um, some quality of life things, uh, glowing towers. Um, and I think that is it. I'm not going to go through all the other smaller stuff, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Those were like the big things that I mentioned there. Spent a little bit of time on that, but, um, but yeah. Definitely a lot to look forward. I suggest going on to YouTube, watching the showcase. Uh, if you're a Zelda fan, you're going to get a lot out of it. It was it was really cool to look at. I'll definitely take a look. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the docket. We're done here. But before we go, let's do a quick two-minute weekly wrap. Um, Jay, what are you watching, reading, or playing? I'm definitely gonna do a part two because I did have I did do a lot yeah. <laughs> just for this. Yeah, because technically we you can take do, my sp- my you can take my time. Just go. I did no, I no, did no, nothing. I want to I want to spend time on one specific thing. So I'm gonna definitely do a next week one because it still it deserves its respect. Okay, but because one is a two parter, so I watched I read I finished Akira. Okay, like reading it. Oh, nice. I finished it. Um, and then I just watched it because I was like, I had to watch it. Both great, obviously. Well, movie's great. But the book, better. Of course. Way better. Um, it's haunting me. That's how good it is. Like, it's in my, it's like, it's, it's sticking in the back what of your head. What do they call it? Like, it's, ear, it's like earworm or something like that. Like, yeah. it's just in there every time. Um, it's so good. I, I, I don't know where to start. Um, rewatched Creed 3 last week. Um, again, like I said last time, perfection. But I did a, like a matinee, like double feature. So after we saw that, I saw it with my cousin again. So he was like, yo, let's just go watch another movie. And I saw 65. Oh, uh, that's right. How'd it go? Uh, it's not like a perfect movie. It's not like, hey, we, everyone got to go see it. But it was like cool. Like mm-hmm. there was like a thing. It's not a spoiler. It's kind of what, what we guessed and when we were talking yeah. about it. Uh, it is Earth. It is dinosaurs. No. I can like kind of tell you what it is. I, I, well, he goes into care, the past, might... doesn't he? It's not that. It's something else we guess. Oh, he goes like uh, I don't know so far into the future that it's restarted. No, no, no. Okay, so I guess we didn't talk about it. Probably it was in my mind. So, spoiler for those listening. And then, Justin, do you want to know? Do you want me to say it? Yeah, I don't mind. Go matter. for it. Okay, so, spoiler. Okay, so... um. It's it is sixty five billion years ago, but there is a race out there. There's a human race that exists outside of us, so we're not the only human race out there. 
Oh, okay. So Adam Drive's character lives in this far, far, far away galaxy. Uh, not a Star Wars thing, but uh, he's a basically a space truck driver that he just <laughs> basically uh, uh, transports people through space and time and whatever. But because of an asteroid belt, it kind of like jettison, uh, kind of like messes up their travel, mm-hmm. and they end up falling to Earth. Everyone died except him and this girl. Um, mm. But so it is 65 billion years ago, but he falls on a planet that's unknown. It's not charted or anything, but it's Earth. Uh, so that's that's what it is. Mm. It is. It did take place 65 billion years ago. Yeah. I think to me, that was the coolest part of it. The rest of the movie, it's like what you typically think. The movie's an hour and 30 minutes, so it's very wow. short. I can only imagine that they shot a lot, but it's just so much quietness to it. Because um, the beginning of the movie I liked, it was very quiet. And then, then you have the girl who doesn't speak the common tongue, so it's not English. It's just the common tongue. So in his planet, there are different races and groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She... They didn't have like a translator, so they couldn't understand each other. But he was like, oh, I think this he's from this tribe when he was like doing a recording. And when he would be like water and he would be like drink and she would like repeat what he's saying. So that's why in the trailer, when she says home, they kind of they understand each other. Mm. Um, Like it has some cool moments here. It's like but this movie is not like it's like written by someone. I feel like it's something where it was sitting, you know, that website Blacklist where there's just scripts on there and people like, like studios can buy these scripts. I had no idea. It's like they just found the script and just went with it. And they just prettied it up and they're like, let's just make this movie. And that's what it looks like to me. It has cool things and it's just like, man, if it's on TV, definitely watch it. If you feel like you want to watch it, watch it. It's not like, oh, you got to go see this. But I enjoyed myself. That's what I'll say. But that's fun. That's Um, the caliber of movies that we always talk about, like, Hollywood needs to take the risks and just put out something. And, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's like I miss, that's why when we saw the trailer, I was like, I, "This is the sci-fi that I miss." Mm-hmm. Not the like pretty ones that we always like. It's not the like it's not the Apple of everything. Like I, I miss my Android stuff. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like I don't need the pretty pretty stuff all the time. I just need to bring it. It's kind of like how I felt when we saw um, Venom when Venom dropped. I was like. I'm tired of the Marvel stuff. Venom was a nice... Well, I'm talking about Venom 1 specifically. Venom was cool and different. Um, even though it wasn't perfect, still, I'd enjoy that. Um, again, reading... And then playing, I start, so I got into Sifu. I started that, but then my friend just threw a wrench in my whole thing because I was like, I'm going to enjoy Sifu. And he, I went to his house. He's like, yo, I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's like, here, take it. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I, I planned on playing at some point in time but he just gave me the physical copy and i'm like <laughs> so yeah but i'm playing i am playing seafood now okay so we'll see what happens now all right um for me i haven't been able to touch wait hold on uh watching um simultaneously watching the office and brooklyn 99 um, I watched Bert Kreischer's new special Sunday, which was, it was so funny. Um, his new special on, on Netflix, Razzle Dazzle. Um, I also watched mm. Hassan Minaj's special from 2022. Super funny. Oh, I was going to say, it was another one? Okay. No, from 20, it was, uh, 
King's Jester. And I love, I love specials, like stand-up specials like that, because Hassan's comedy is very much his character from Daily Show. And like, that's his type of comedy where it's like, you know, a lot of, uh, fact-based and then like, there's like power, he, he calls it PowerPoint comedy. So like, there is that, like the, the visual component to it. Um, I like those. But what I did like is that it's very much like it gets deep, like mm. real deep. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember it, but I, I remember seeing it. I just thought I, I, when you said it, I thought he had another. It 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 like a it almost reminded me of like a one man show back before. Oh my goodness, he's actually doing. He just did a guest appearance on the Daily Show, John Leguizamo. Before John Leguizamo lost his mind and thought that he could do a better Super Mario uh, Bros. movie, <laughs> he did a one-man show. Um, it, it was called Ghetto Clown, and he, it was a special that yeah. he did, and I believe he did it with HBO. Um, and it talked about his life and him growing up, and while it was there was funny elements, it's a it's a sad story. Like it's it gets really deep, and um, it's it makes you think a lot. And Hassan's was just like that. I thought it was a fantastic ride. Very funny elements. And, you know, sometimes he goes a little like over the top, but um, it, it had to deal with some very heavy topics. There was um, him and his wife trying to conceive. They found out that Hassan actually like had an issue. He needed to go through surgery so that they could get pregnant. They spoke about his meteoric rise and taking on different like countries in the world when he was like pretty much like going crazy and like trying to expose bad people for who they are and the repercussions that it had on him and his family. Um, There was some crazy stuff that happened, like some really, really like out of bounds stuff that you would never really think happened. But um, yeah, yeah, he his life was very, very uh, tumultuous, but it was really funny, excellently delivered. It was great. I think it was legit just an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I doubt it was even that long. But um, very very good watch. What else? I think that was it. Um, reading, haha. I don't do that. At some point, I will be reading the antagonist and between magic and dreams. Now that I sent you this, the audio book, I still I, I still need to. A- I I saw that the audio book came out, but I just I've been lazy and I haven't gotten it. Yeah. Between magic and dreams reclamation, so part two. Um, I have to read those two at some point and playing. I haven't been able to touch her, uh, Hogwarts in weeks because yeah, because Erica's playing it. Yeah. Because my PS five is her PS five apparently. And I, I don't have control over that. Um, what, but I have been playing, I was playing Metro Prime, the the remaster for Switch for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, for some reason it just I just need to pick it up at another time. It just wasn't like I, I was having fun with it, but it didn't like grab me. Um so it's just one of those things where I think I gotta put it down for a bit and then go back to it. Yeah. But I did, funnily enough, go back to Pokemon Scarlet. And I finished it out. Um I completed the Pokedex as much as I could in game. Like without tr- like doing external trades or, you know, there's there's one Pokemon in particular which is like ridiculous. 
Like there's there's stuff that's crazy that Pokemon has done with like how to evolve stuff. But in this one specifically, I have to <laughs> set up a party in game with another person that has, you know, Scarlet or Violet. I have to play co-op with them and do a battle. And in that battle, I have to level up this Pokemon to either 38 or higher. And then I get the the evolution of the Pokemon. The evolution of the Pokemon is the exact same, looks the exact same as the base form. It just has a little symbol on its chest. I stood up. And, hold on, the only way you can see the the true form is you have to go into a match, send it out, swap it with another Pokemon, and then send it back out, and then it comes in as like a hero form, and it looks like a superhero. It is such a crazy thing, but um, yeah, so I haven't done that one yet, and I haven't caught the Violet exclusive uh, Pokemon yet, but I've, I've finished it up as much as I could, I did all the post um post story content. Right now I'm working on for whatever reason I get hyper focused sometimes on video games. So I'm trying to 100% it. So the last little thing is I have to bring a, a I have to bring a sandwich ingredient to one of the professors at the academy where you're a student. Now, sandwich ingredients is one of the new mechanics for the game. It helps like give you buffs and stuff. You can make your own sandwich and all that crap. This ingredient you can only get. There's this other new mechanic called Terra Raids, where you can fight Pokemon of different, of varying, uh, I guess, strengths and levels. So there's. <sighs> To explain it, it's ridiculous, but there's these little raids where you can fight a singular Pokemon. That Pokemon is like a crazy like version of that Pokemon, and they have a different typing. So for this game, they introduced the Terraform, the Terraturalized form of a Pokemon, which gives it a third typing. So you, a Fire Pokemon, can have a Water Terraform, and so when yeah. you, when you hit it, it'll it'll switch. So those come in various difficulties from one to five. You unlock the fifth difficulty after beating the game. And then you find out there's actually a sixth difficulty. Those two are super hard to beat. You have to beat those a bunch of times to get these freaking sandwich ingredients. Now, there's five different sandwich ingredients. There's a 10% chance that the Pokemon that you fight might drop it. And he only wants a very specific one. And I have the four others and the fifth one that he wants. I can't get yet. Like, I just haven't been lucky enough to to find that one yet. So I've been going crazy trying to do these things. And each one of these fights is super hard because the Pokemon, right? Let's say their terraform is, you know, fire. That's all great because, you know, they're weak to, to water. But they could be like a freaking grass type and have grass moves. So like mm. while you're there trying to be water to kill it because it's the easiest thing, it's whole move set is grass and will kill you very quickly. 
There's a lot of strategy involved. It's a lot of nonsense. I don't like the way how Pokemon turned out when it comes to games like that to me is just wild. What happened to classic? It's this is <sighs> this is the most like even the last one. Sun and Moon had the forgot what it was called, but they had like the special Pokemon that were like harder to fight and those were yeah. pretty cool you just went in you fought them or whatever but this one is like it's for the mechanics that they put into scarlet and violet is a lot and arceus they had that raid cave where you would go in and you can like make your way as far as you could and you fought all these different like legendaries that you come across i thought that was fantastic but this new one their whole raid mechanic is is a lot and it's not really user friendly, but that's what I've been playing because I hate myself. I've been playing oh. that, and I think that's it. I don't really. I feel like I was playing something else before I picked up Pokemon, but I can't remember. But that brings us to the end of this episode. This was a long one. We had two weeks to cover, so thank you guys for bearing with us. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Tuesdays at eight at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you want to follow, like, subscribe, do all the things, hit all the bells. We are the Average Jays at Twitter and the Average Jays podcast on Instagram. We're also everywhere pods are casted. If you're listening to us now, you know where we're at. And with that. We can close it. Uh, typically, we do a J&J After Dark. I think we're going to go ahead and skip that one this week because we had so much stuff to cover. But J&J After Dark, we typically will round out the episode and then, I don't know, spend 20 to 30 minutes on a given topic. But um, but this time around... We'll we Check out our other one, our latest one on YouTube. Definitely check that out. Yes. It's, a, it's an interesting... We also have our streams, content, everything on YouTube. Usually they go up uh, about a week later, the episodes, um, after the stream has gone live. But that's it for today in this week's episode. As always, I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. And we are out.